Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Monday, November 27th. Let's jump into today's top stories. Conference USA is expected to add Delaware as a new member for the 2025-26 season, per ESPN's Pete Thamel, who reports a decision is expected to be formalized in the upcoming days. The Athletics' Chris Fanini reports the same and notes the addition of the Blue Hens will give the conference 11 full members and increase the size of FBS to 135. On threes Eric Prisbell catches up with several college sports decision-makers to hear their thoughts on the industry's uncertain future, and NCAA President Charlie Baker acknowledges the NCAA has been too slow to act in the past, but the NCAA is making real progress in delivering greater benefits to student-athletes and will continue to, but employment should not be one of those changes. SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey adds, the NCAA is going to have to adapt. All of us should confess we are part of it. We have been slow to adapt. I think there's a clear need for a national association, and the NCAA can fill that role. But change is going to be a constant and more rapid as we try to decipher what that role will be. Oklahoma AD Joe Castiglione offers his thoughts on what that role will be, telling Prisbell, I support establishing a new structure that allows for us to rightly share some revenue with student-athletes. That has to be part of our path forward. However, I also recognize that PATH takes us to an unknown reality with unpredictable economic implications for our departments, dramatically impacting how we can support a broad-based athletics program. Lead One CEO Tom McMillan won't be surprised if one conference decides to go off and maybe pay some athletes and others decide not to. The NCAA argues in a filing to the U.S. Ninth Circuit that the court should hear its appeal in the House v. NCAA class certification case because denial of this petition would be the death knell of this litigation, and Sportico's Michael McKinn points out that use of the phrase death knell is not an accident. The petition's use of the dramatic phrase death knell was made with precedent in mind. In 2005, the Ninth Circuit held that while an interlocutory review of a class action ought to be a rare occurrence, it is justified when there is a presence of a death knell situation for either party absent review. The petition also rebukes U.S. District Judge Claudia Wilkins' decision, claiming it demonstrates a misunderstanding and misapplication of the requirements for class certification, stating, few things are more individualized than one's NIL. Some star quarterbacks and individual gymnasts have received substantial NIL compensation, thousands of other athletes have received nothing. The NCAA and Power 5 also maintain there is no way to determine the economic value of an athlete's NIL unless it is done on an individual basis. ULMAD John Hartwell immediately dismisses the notion that the Warhawks could move to the FCS, saying, not an option, not an option. President Ronald Berry and I have had that conversation. I had that conversation with him the first night I met with him before I ever took the job. We are making the commitment to be FBS, to be proud members of the Sun Belt Conference. You could argue that the Sun Belt Conference, and the facts don't lie, is the strongest group of five conference there is out there right now. Twelve of the fourteen teams in our league, us and our friends in Hattiesburg, we're the only two that are not playing in a bowl this year, and obviously we want to get ourselves in that group that does regularly play in a bowl game. Sports Illustrated's Pat Forty sorts through the changes in the football coaching ranks and submits that the biggest early winner in the coaching carousel is agent Clint Dowdle. After years of working with Jimmy Sexton at CAA, Dowdle departed last summer to head up the coach and executive representation division of the WME agency. Dowdle has had an immediate impact in his new role, both newly named Texas A&M head coach Mike Elko and Michigan State head coach Jonathan Smith are Dowdle clients. 
Former Michigan football assistant coach Chris Partridge denies having any knowledge of sign-stealing within the program and rejects any assertion that he destroyed evidence or related to an ongoing investigation. According to his termination letter, Partridge was let go for failing to abide by the university directive not to discuss the ongoing NCAA investigation with anyone associated with the Michigan football program, and Partridge goes on to explain, I take pride in being a trusted mentor to the athletes that I coach. One of my core values is to be a source of support, through thick and thin, for each and every student-athlete that I am responsible for. I have never wavered from that responsibility. While I am extremely disappointed in the university's decision to terminate my employment, their decision does not change my continued love and support of coach Jim Harbaugh, the players of Team 144 as they continue on their quest for a national championship. Thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Monday, November 27th. We'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning.